0: Basically, we urinate in bottles and sell it as like (laughs) (laughs) an ailment for any sexual dysfunctions anyone has.
1: Today on this American Dice, we present Dungeon World, the mission to Big Chasm City, Episode 1. This game is not only an introduction to Dungeon World to two of the three players, but also the culmination of Austin having subjected his cousins to Dungeons and Dragons back in the late 1990s. Now, after that terrible emotional scarring, we see this play out as them having a Stockholm Syndrome-like effect in which they're now real into the game. Please enjoy our first episode featuring David as Mad Mab the Half-Witch, Jake as Dr. Pilchus Goldstein, and Matt as Herzl Quarterling. With no further ado, here is This American Dice Presents Dungeon World, Cousins Edition, Mission to Big Chasm City, Episode 1. So, the gist of what uh, the setting is, is you guys are kind of in, like, a desert wasteland. And uh, you're heading out from this city that's in this, like, chasm or ravine. And there are other nearby cities that are in kind of these chasms or ravines. And they are kind of these geothermic um, formations that blow to be made there, uh, that blow hot air up, and so it kind of keeps everything warm, and, uh, it's dangerous to travel between these ravines, uh, because there are these giant flying, uh, basically pterodactyl monsters called Ornidons that, like, assault people outside of the city, so only adventurers are hired to, like, uh, move stuff from one place to the other. So you guys are basically teamsters, uh, moving things in one way or another. Um and uh, yeah, so we're going to start kind of in media res on that, but because this is Dungeon World, we're going to have to um meet our characters first and then develop bonds and that kind of stuff. So could you guys go around and give us just the one or two sentence elevator pitch of your character? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say try to uh try to try to avoid anything too incriminating to yourself <laughs> all
2: right let's see what David has cooked yeah, up you
3: start us off
2: all right I've got uh, mad Mab the half half witch which is a halfling uh, druid she's from the this vast desert so I'm, I just have a list of animals from the grand canyon that I'm gonna turn, change into um she, she just like I'm gonna play her as a, a crazy old lady so that's basically yeah, a little bit of pitch. Mm-hmm but very short and with horns.
1: All right, oh, and that's, and as a and as a druid, you change into animals, but they always have one feature that stays the same. So you always have horns?
2: Yeah, she has bison horns at all times. I got a little, I found a little picture on that uh, thing of just an
1: insane looking halfling. i am not to there. I don't know how you, I don't know how I, oh, in the character sheet? oh yeah there it is so even if she's like a small bird she still has bison horns mm-hmm. and if she's a bison she has two sets of horns even it's more intimidating okay. so
2: horny gotcha
1: so so extra horny all right cool so we've got a insane witch from out in the wasteland who changes into animals
3: Okay. All right, who's going near you? I'll go. Um, I am a uh, human fighter. My name is Doctor Pilchis Goldstein, <laughs> 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 and nothing too crazy. He's he's a very demented character. I'm trying to go for like a chaotic evil, so we'll see what happens.
1: Okay. So, uh, but he's, he's somehow a doctor and a fighter as well.
3: You'll find out how he's a doctor. Oh,
1: fun. (laughs) uh, Is he, okay. So I almost imagined for a second that he was a doctor the way it's like, uh, like a professional wrestler would be like, I'm the doctor. He's a medical doctor. But that's not, he's a medical doctor. He actually has a medical degree. All right. Yep.
0: From Barbados. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I am, uh, Theodore Herzl the halfling thief. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, I want him to look like a shorter than average halfling. So he is shorter than the average halfling would already be, and he goes by Herzl Quarterling as a nickname.
1: There we go. Her Her Herzl Quarterling.
0: Herzl Quarterling and uh he is a kleptomaniac who cannot resist shiny objects and money of any kind and will do anything (laughs) for financial gain, which is why he is joining this adventure because I'm assuming there is some um, monetary benefit at the end.
1: Alright. Cool.
0: So... Wait, I forgot also. he While he's shorter than the average, <laughs> he also has a beard that is just so out of place and not even part of character probably, but he's got a huge We're one very everyone, everyone very is to extremely beard. thrown off by it because he looks like a seven-year-old with a
1: beard. Okay. Now, now, how are you going to play this fiction, this insane leap from reality of a character with a crazy beard? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, who, who looks like he like just got him out of the wardrobe department at a theater.
3: He's <laughs> actually Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Except the child version of. Gotcha. So the child version. Yeah, is it like a long white beard? or like a like a disheveled oh, gray beard oh, or something? Like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you say it. A pitch black beard? Yes. Okay. All right. So we've got the we've got the basic pitch of uh, our characters, Herzl Quarterling, uh Dr. Focus, <laughs> 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 and uh Mad Mab, um, Mad Mab the half witch. Which What's the like fire Dr. Do- something? Pilkis Bolsi. Yeah. (laughs) Pilkis (laughs) Bolsi. He's a gastroenterologist. He's a gastroenterologist. (laughs) All right. And somehow, again, a fighter for some reason. All right. Um, Cool. So, our next thing is uh, should we do bonds next, David? Or do you think like the why you're going on this journey? Um, I don't know, I guess bonds? Sure. Okay, so everybody has a bond with the other characters, and the good thing is since there's just three of us, this will be a little faster than normal.
0: I have the ability to have a running con with somebody, so I don't know if that is appealing at all, but we could be in some sort of, Jake just stepped out. We could be in some sort of con artist trickery of some kind.
1: David, does that have any appeal to uh to you as Mad Mad Mab the half witch? Um, I don't know. Uh what you were you thinking? No erotic potions
0: <laughs> that don't actually work.
1: So you sell like um you sell erotic snake oil? Yes. <laughs> How does that sound?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, since we're both halflings, maybe it's like uh a... Oh, halfling essence. Yes. It'll, it'll get you halfling there. Essence, I love it. That's halfling it.
1: essence. You won't. No, we can literally
2: just pee in these bottles. That's it. And so, yeah. yeah. Yep, that's what we do.
1: Guys, <laughs> okay, sell so halfling urine to people and tell them, and tell them that it will uh, cure various sexual ailments. <laughs> yeah, halfling yeah. musk. Yeah, halfling. Like, oh.
3: oh, that's it. I'm there. I'm the muscle, and I front as the doctor to the organization.
1: Hence gotcha. <laughs> okay, so you're also involved in
3: this. Yeah, we call it Doctor Pilkus Pil- Goldstein's Halfling Musk.
1: <laughs> but Doctor Pilkus Goldstein—is he a halfling as well? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: We could say that Matt sold me a bottle of uh, Halfling Musk. And I was real upset about it <laughs> when I found out that it was fake. So instead of killing him, he let me in on the con.
1: Is there a is there a bond on your uh, sheet that could connect with that? That could work out there. Um, Jake can know incriminating details
0: nope. about me.
3: I have, yeah, I, it. <laughs> I have uh, owes me their life whether they admit it or not. I have sworn to p- protect someone. I worry about the ability. Of someone to survive in the dungeon, and then is soft, but I will make them hard like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that is the promise on uh, Dr. Pocus Goldstein's Halfling Musk.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I, I like might. I enjoy <laughs> us selling him <laughs> the, the false, <laughs> the false. Uh, halfling musk and him finding out and being pissed so we let him in on
3: this
1: adventure yeah, we I got recruited
3: for something that matt.
1: okay well then matt on your sheet that one that says like oh he knows my shit whatever how, whatever the exact wording is um that could work for you the one that says knows incriminating details about me so dr. Pocus goldstein knows incriminating details about you alright um and then also, it's Pilchus. Pilchus, sorry, <laughs> Dr. P Goldstein, <laughs> and this works out well with this uh, urine fetish that you guys have arrived. At. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God, in gold. Yeah. And then, oh, it's all coming together. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, David or David or Jake, what are you? What are you thinking here for your bonds?
2: All right, I got. So. Uh the good doctor is a human we said right yeah okay so i'd have uh i've showed goldstein a secret right of the land which is how to make the real musk we're selling the the fake stuff but
1: that's the con. oh yeah okay so you, dr goldstein knows how to actually do it and so does uh, mad mad the half witch that's not what you're selling though you're just peeing in bottles and selling that <laughs> okay yeah.
0: different animals and urinates in the bottle, so it's...
1: Gotcha. (laughs) This is white. Yeah, it was a bird that day. (laughs) Anyway. All right. And Jake, any, uh... Any of those appealing to you? All
3: right, so I'll say that I've sworn to protect Dave, because he showed me the real key (laughs) to the urination musk. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And, uh...
0: We did all this, so Jake would hurt us. I'll say Matt's,
2: Matt is soft, <laughs> but I'll make him real hard. <laughs> yeah, the spirit has spoke to me of a great
1: danger that follows Theodore. Oh, okay. And That's why, why he's probably so soft. Gotcha. He's so soft because the spirit has uh, uh, discovered some kind of uh, spooky curse or something like that. You got it. Okay. I'm
3: All
0: right.
1: Designer no, Yeah. Uh, uh, right now though, the funny thing, Matt, is with that hat, what is made making up the stripes is that fish. It's fish. Yeah, you look like a uh the ethnic neighbor that they'd have on uh Duck Dynasty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Except they would never have an ethnic neighbor on Duck Dynasty.
1: Yeah. So, um, this is going to start kind of in media res. So, you guys are already on this adventure. Like, you already were heading out to another um, another like nearby city or nearby settlement um, that's a little bit bigger than yours. And you were heading there to get supplies. And so we can figure out what these supplies are in just a second. Um, but why is it that you agreed to go on this Excursion, you know it's going to be dangerous. Uh, money, money.
3: <laughs> I'm going uh, purely, purely to create chaos for everyone
1: else. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, you said what? The pterodactyls were ornidons. Ornidons, yeah. Is that a real thing? Who cares? Nope. Uh, so ornidons. Mad Map wants to uh, to study one of these. so uh, uh, If I study an animal, I can gain their essence.
1: Okay. I've got
2: to see what this is. More of a research to insanely ride one of these things. These okay.
1: Monsters. Ride one and <laughs> uh, siphon its essence
2: from it. That's the, it.
1: That's the only happen? way I
3: can. I have to ride
2: up an animal. Today.
1: So Dungeon World has a cool uh, move that you do when you're undertaking a perilous journey and leaving this chasm and heading out into the vast wilderness, uh, not not wilderness, but the vast like blighted wasteland that surrounds the uh, the chasm or the ravine is uh, definitely a dangerous journey or a perilous journey. So, first off, actually, what is the name of the city that you guys are leaving? Just so we have something to call it, rather than just the ravine that you guys came from.
2: It's the one that's, like, built on the side of a cliff?
1: It's in, like, a ravine. So imagine that, like, all around everything is just kind of, like, flat, cragged-up earth. Um, and then there are, like, huge, like like, steep kind of ravines or caverns that go down... And uh, the deal is that the Ornodons can't get in there uh, in part because of like the hot air that's shooting out of them. But people have dug into the sides of these caverns to kind of build up, like build their homes. And so like the entire city is in this like narrow chasm. I'd imagine they practiced vertical agriculture. So we're going to a different city in the same chasm? No, like- you have to leave your chasm and go to another chasm the safety of our home chasm Mm -hmm. to a different chasm. Exactly, because you got to get some kind of supplies that you don't have in your home chasm. Anybody want to make an orgasm joke? This is a great opportunity for it. We're leaving Jerusalem. (laughs) Jerus-chasm?
3: Jerus-chasm. And
1: where are you heading? This is like a bigger chasm, a smaller chasm? Sure, yeah, it's a bigger chasm. That's why I said Say again? Big chasm. Big, Big chasm. City. Big Chasm City. Love it. <laughs> okay. Jerusalem to Big Chasm City. I'm
2: getting like it's like Las Vegas. There's neon lights in the chasm
1: everywhere. Absolutely. High rollers. Yeah. What happens in Big Ch- down. Yeah, what happens in Big Chasm City stays there but mostly because of the Ornodons, They're very dangerous. Also, chlamydia. <laughs> so yeah, you guys head out. You leave as per... Uh, um, were you guys the only ones to do this? Or actually, fuck it. Let's make this roll and we'll see how this went. So when you guys undertake a perilous journey, there are three positions to take. A quartermaster, a trailblazer, and a scout.
3: And doggy style.
1: And also doggy style. So, that's the best way to get yourself to a chasm. Um, the quartermaster is kind of in charge of your supplies. The trailbla- trailblazer is the one who, like, is in charge of kind of how quickly you move. Trailblaster. Trail blast. I am the trailblaster. Um, and then the scout is the one who's, like, looking for trouble on the way. So, who wants to do what?
2: Hmm. Well... Mad um, Mad can like turn into a bird or something. Maybe maybe she could be the scout. Literal eagle eyes. All right.
1: How about uh, Dr. Uh, Doctor P. Goldstein and uh, Herzl Quarterling?
3: What? Uh, there was Scout. Can you say them again? They're listed.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Quartermaster, Trailblazer, and Scout. David's kind of suggested that since he can turn into birds, it makes sense to, for him to be the scout.
3: I agree.
0: I agree with that. Is that is an option. Trailblazer. trailblazer?
1: Trailblazer, and that's the person who... All of these roles are wisdom-based roles. Oh, great. Unfortunately. Wow. Um, unless you have some kind of special thing that uh, changes that. But... <clears throat> yeah. I have... Uh... What's the trailblazer do? They basically set the pace. You determine like the, the amount of time that you, it takes you to reach whatever you're reaching.
3: And what was the other one? Sorry.
1: The quartermaster is in charge of supplies.
3: Oh. Uh, I'll be the trailblazer.
1: I have right. right. a to
3: detect traps and shit. I don't know if that's any help for this, but...
1: It, 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 is, it is once we are actually at the place, but during the perilous journey part. It, it fictionally can make sense, but... It also might fictionally make sense, Matt, if you're like, I'll be in charge of the stuff because you're a crazy thief. And apparently a klepto. That's Okay. So, could everybody make a wisdom roll? So you just roll 2d6 and you add your wisdom bonus, which is just your WIS, your wiz. Five. Five, alright. Th- that's with your wisdom bonus?
2: Yeah, that was a bad roll.
1: I a nine. I got a six. Fortunately, six and below, they're misses. They're like failure rolls. The cool thing is in this game, you guys each get an experience point. The good thing is... um, Well, we'll see if that's good. But, all right. So, unfortunately for the quartermaster... Um... You can tell me how this goes. All of the rations that you guys have, you're going to start things off without any rations. So you guys, you guys either rip through them on this journey, um, just gorging yourselves like pigs, or maybe it's like, oh, damn it, there's ants in here. You guys can tell me what that is. I say we
0: at ourselves like pace because we're all kind of uh, <laughs> unstable characters. <Yeah.
1: laughs> okay. Sure. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys literally just on the first day were like snacking the whole time through um, on this journey. Um, then the deal is that whatever is needed is something that's needed fairly soon. And so, since you guys. Um, since you guys, the, since our trailblazer failed his role, the deal there is, um, like, you guys are sent to specifically to go get supplies for Jeruzkasm <laughs> that that like are badly needed. Like, it's like, oh, we need medicine for the plague.
3: More oil for the menorahs.
1: <laughs> but wait, it lasted so much longer than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> A miracle, but no. The uh, but yeah. So, what's what's the what's the thing that's like desperately needed back home that you guys are that they sent you out on this journey to go get hummus. So just food. There's yeah. just like a. All right. So yeah. So it's like we desperately need food. This whole plan of vertical agriculture wasn't working. I don't know what we were thinking. Okay, so yeah, so there's like a hunger epidemic going on in Jeruschasm, and you guys have to return with food. All right, meanwhile, uh, Mad Mab, the Half Witch, which sounds sounds like a menu item at a deli, Uh, the Half Witch. You got a nine? Yes. Okay, awesome. You guys were not the only people hired to go on this journey. There, were like, there was like a wizard and a ranger, some other folks that were kind of hired to go along with you, and I think that uh, Ornadons did assault this uh, crew of people, and those folks are now all dead, and so you guys are kind of like the remainders of them, and we kind of join you guys as you get to—there's um, this way station, and you guys are kind of like running uh, for cover from these Ornadons, which are basically just giant pterodactyl creatures— Wait,
2: are we? But oh, we're in a chasm, running. No, you have to like leave. G- up. Okay, so we've already. Yes. Yeah. Like climbed up. Yeah, I, I level think. Level ground now.
1: Right. So the deal, the deal with the chasms is, it's safety from these pterodactyls. Really? Uh, now that you're in, kind of like like on the surface, that's where you like can more easily be preyed upon by these creatures, um, but. You know that there's a way station in between Jerus Chasm and Big Chasm City, and you guys are like running towards it now. But uh, when you kind of like like round like a big boulder that's kind of in your way, instead of seeing this uh, this way station, um, it looks all fucked up. It looks like uh, like it's been partially knocked over. It's like kind of like tilted a good amount. It also looks like it's been burned. Um, it still seems like it could work as shelter, but this is definitely not what you guys were expecting um, to encounter on your way. If you've made this journey before, you've probably stayed in this way station before um, and it's all it's pretty fucked up. It's probably the size of like a fairly small house. Um, but again, these ornidons are kind of circling. you were able to escape their their assaults the first time uh, around but who knows if that'll go well again?
3: So, we're
1: at this way station currently. Right, you guys are kind of, like, coming up to it. So, um, you guys just head on in, even though it's kind of tilted and burned? It's not, no signs. It's not presently of- on fire, in case that's a worry that anybody has. No signs of
3: anyone having been there recently, or <laughs> besides the...
1: All right. That sounds like uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Pilkus Goldstein is uh, making a discern realities roll. So, unfortunately, that's another wisdom roll for you, Jake. All right. So, well, two to, yeah, two d oh, six. Yeah.
3: Uh, so I got a two. <laughs> oh, fuck.
1: So you're you're looking at this place as uh, as you guys are coming up, and. Go ahead and make. I'll do. I'll do this as kind of like a. I won't do this as as hard of a thing, um, because I haven't had enough of my halfling uh, musk, so I can't go as hard as I normally would. But the. Uh, uh, go ahead and you, as you're running, you're like, huh? I wonder what could have uh, what could have gone on here, and um, go ahead and just roll for me. Just a D six. Both of us. No, just. Uh, at the moment, just, just you, Jake.
3: Alright, I got another two.
1: As you're kind of rushing up and you're looking over this place and you're like, I don't remember this place being all burned up and, you know, tilted over almost. <laughs> um, a rock just kind of wangs into you. And, nice. uh... Yeah. You're, your armor shrugs it off. It doesn't hurt you at all. Because your armor is like, what, plus two or plus three? Two. two yeah, so even if it was two or one doesn't do anything to you, but you just got hit with a rock. As for Mad Mab and uh, uh, Herzl Quarterling, (laughs) uh, could you guys, you notice even more of these rocks kind of fly at you after you see Dr., uh, Dr. Goldstein get hit with a rock. More of these are kind of coming your way. You guys, though, have a chance to kind of duck and cover. If you want. Are they coming
2: from this waste station? Or?
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty silly for me to be like, "You don't know," but yeah, from the waste station, you seem to be getting pelted with rocks. Can we see where they're coming from? You just said the waste station. No, I mean like in like roof of the house,
0: are they in like, are they around back? Where are these? If we could see them,
1: so de- they're definitely coming from the direction of the waste station. I, Probably. I think uh, depending on. Depending on how you uh, you want to handle this barrage of rocks that are coming your way, you might be able to find some other information out, or at least not avoid getting hit by rocks.
0: I am uh, moving behind Jake's character.
2: Okay. Same thing. (laughs) Like, oh,
1: looks like rain.
2: She hides behind the very tall fighter.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, you guys line up in according to height. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, alright, so that sounds either like dexterity, where you're just trying to get out of the way physically, or like quick thinking, so I could see that either as wisdom or dexterity. Rolling two? Yeah, 2d6 and then add your, either your wisdom bonus or your dexterity bonus. I got 11, 12. Got 12. 12 is pretty good, 11 is pretty good too. How about Mad Mab? I got
2: 9 again. Nine.
1: A nine again okay cool so yeah here's here's what i'm going to uh here's what i'm gonna what i'm gonna throw at throw at you guys so uh matt Herzl quarterling with with that like successful role and since he's so sh- incredibly short he's able to <laughs> he sees mad mab get behind uh dr goldstein and then he gets behind mad mab and he's able to scrunch down and look um like look kind of between both of their legs at the thing. And yeah, you can tell that there are these these rocks are being not just thrown but like slung with slings, which is a stupid sentence. Um, but they be they these rocks are being hurled via sling at you guys from inside the uh inside the way station. Okay. Um so if, if you want you want to get some more info in a, you, you can in a second, but that's something you're just able to notice. Um, Mad Mab, the thing you're able to notice, uh, that's kind of like the, uh, the unfortunate thing is uh, you guys, like there is uh, one of these Ornidons that's like swooping right towards you guys. Like whatever you do, you are in the extreme danger of this thing. It's like dive bombering you guys right now. Okay. And I imagine they're like big cartoon pterodactyls.
3: I start sprinting towards the broken-down shack.
1: All right. So Dr. Goldstein starts sprinting towards the way station, <laughs> flinging himself headlong. All right. How about you guys? Mad Mab's gonna
2: um, try to change into one of those lizards that like runs on water. You know, like those real fast-running lizards. Sure. To, uh, to just uh, this area and also hopefully become a smaller target
1: okay i'm down for that and then uh matt what's your game plan or what's uh H- hertzel's plan i i leap on the back of the
0: lizard that uh, mad map turns into regardless of size no i'm <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I i jump on jake's back like a backpack
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> You're to, oh you are really tiny I'm to leap onto him okay cool um sure so make him roll yeah let's let's see how david's thing goes because he might make himself like not a target anymore by being so tiny so david go ahead and roll your uh turn into an animal power Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, oh yeah pretty good uh 13.
1: Thirteen is pretty good. Okay, so yeah, so you're able to shrink down into one of those. Like, are they goannas, or is that a different animal?
3: They're called basilisks. <laughs> no, that,
1: it's, you turn into, and <laughs> you turn into Elon Musk, a very small Elon Musk, <laughs> and, you, and you start running. But yeah, I think that that. Uh, but, uh, make, what is it?
2: A frilled neck lizard
1: frilled neck called? lizard that's what you turn into so you turn into a frilled neck lizard and you do that thing where their arms are kind of off to the side and you're just running frantically and I think that works pretty well of like uh, kind of removing you as a like easy target from th- this thing's perspective you've, you've not disappeared but you're uh, a far less far less of a tasty morsel and uh, would you be willing to use that as one of your like holds yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. So meanwhile, uh, we've got uh, Dr. Pilchus Goldstein and Herzl Quarterland. <laughs> and uh, Herzl is attempting to leap onto the back of uh, Dr. Goldstein. Here's what we could do with this. <laughs> Here's what we could do with this. Um, <laughs> we could have Dr. Goldstein... Uh, try to defy the danger of being grabbed by this, uh, by this Ornidon and uh, Herzl could assist him um, as well. So Herzl, why don't, or Dr. Goldstein, why don't you go ahead and roll um, a defy danger? You're just trying to, you're just trying to sprint, right?
3: Yeah, I'm just booking it.
1: Okay. Do you think that's more dexterity or more strength related? If we say he has to like pick up this guy and just build up as much speed as possible.
3: Um I'll say
1: strength. I'm 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 down with that. So yeah, this is this is less of a um this is less of a like m- being nimble and agile and more of just like I just have to go as fast as possible, Hulk run. I got a 14. A 14's pretty fucking good. Actually Matt, don't don't worry about rolling. That's not gonna get any higher than that. So Um, Yeah, so Herzl hops onto Dr. Goldstein's back, and they run as fast as possible, and this Ornodon, again, a giant pterodactyl, swoops by and uh, narrowly misses you guys as um, you're about to, as you get up to the, uh, it's now kind of tilted off to the side at like almost a 45 degree angle, the door of this place. And uh, inside, you hear chittering noises and like you know, just like a like weird like all kinds of crazy all kinds of crazy sounds.
3: I can't check anything. What's that door? What I, open, dude. My wisdom's an eight with a minus one, so I'm not gonna waste a roll.
1: Well, if you if any of you guys think like have is that a noise I've heard before, you could maybe roll something else to figure that out, which would be oh. an intelligence roll, but you might. It depends what you're what, what you're wanting to do. And I'd say Mad Mav is probably oh. up there with you guys. Though a lizard. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to use any of your stupid human senses because now I have a little
2: Jacobson organ I'm going to stick my tongue out and see what I can smell with my tongue. That's how lizards work. Also, okay. bison horns.
1: Yeah, so you're a lizard with that weird neck flap, but also with bison horns. Yeah. <laughs> You truly are a monster. Um, right, so... I'll... If you're down to spend one of your things, I can tell you you can just, like, identify what uh, what these... what's going on in here. Oh, you know I am. Okay, so... um, Yeah, these are... there's goblins up in this bitch.
3: Uh, Are... so... they were pelting us with rocks?
1: Yeah, they were were shooting them at you with, like, slings. Are Are they... They... And I'll say, uh, Mad Mab, you can figure out there's like a, a handful of them in there.
3: Yeah, are they just freely running around, whipping rocks at us? Or are they hiding now that we're inside the building? Or... We're not in the building. We're
1: up... Yeah, I think you guys are like at the door. And um, I, I don't think it's locked. I, actually, yeah, I don't think it's like, locked per se. You guys could bust on in if you want. I, I, jump, off,
0: I jump off his back Once we approach the doorway,
3: so just just throwing that out there. I grab. This is what I want to do.
1: You grab him and put him back on your back. No, you don't.
3: I grab Herzl by the leg. (laughs) I simultaneously swing him in a circle and kick the door open and throw him into the room, grenade style.
1: All right. Is that? Is that? Does that happen? What do I roll? Uh, uh, let's just see if Herzl is down for that to go on or if we should say like, oh, we'll figure something else out. (laughs) I I will
0: try and attempt to dodge his grab, but I mean, if I fail, I guess I'm going in grenade style. What am I going to do, dude? Right?
3: All right.
1: Um, well, were you, Herzl, were you planning on busting into this, into this place? I wasn't sure what my plan was yet. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be busting a grenade style, as
0: Jake said it anyway, but if I have to, because I fail this, then I guess I will.
1: <laughs> How about... Huh. Because I don't want to put you guys directly at odds with one another, because this game, I will say, like, this game doesn't work super well when people are, like, specifically at odds with each other.
0: I'm fighting him for it. It's all good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to try to say, like, if you were if you were down to, to do that... Um... You're a, you're right. a thief. Fucked into the room on my own. <laughs> You're you're a thief, right, yeah. Uh, Herzl? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Why don't uh, as he's as he's like spinning you around, why don't you try to why why don't you try to figure out uh, you have a ability of like searching for danger. I do. I have trap expert. Yes. There you go. Why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead and roll that? so while while he's like swinging you around you're like you're busy looking and we could say maybe like oh I got a 7, <laughs> got a seven. hey it's a partial success that's pretty good
0: <laughs> as I'm spinning in the air yeah fast. so you're
1: like huh, let me just pause for a moment and check out my sur-oh. so you're interrupted a little bit um, there is a series of questions that I think you get to ask is that the case or am I making yeah, that up uh,
0: what else is hidden here
1: oh what else is hidden here yeah that's a big question okay so what else is hidden here um i'll give you some of the main info of that um there is like you can kind of see it before at first in fact you think it's a trap like a trap door trap then you realize in this way station where like travelers would usually come and stay just for a little bit to kind of like get a respite from the assaults of these ornodons, you there's what looks like a like a Trap door trap that would drop somebody into it, but you realize actually it's a ladder down into this chasm. The deal with this um uh the deal with this uh this way station is there is a very, very small like geothermal vent that it's kind of built over. And again, the geothermal vents prevent the ornodons from like assaulting the building itself. So once you're in, you're pretty much safe from them. Um, there seems to be stairs down into this geothermal like chasm all
0: right so i noticed the way to safety but i am being flung into the home
1: so (laughs) yeah so you're you're like you're like huh i thought that was a trap but actually there's stairs going whoa and you're kind of like thrown into the into the room so (laughs) um sorry there's (laughs) dust all over this stuff uh okay cool so I'll, I'll come back to you in, in just a sec oh actually yeah as you're flung in here you're kind of tossed amidst these uh let's say like four like five goblins and um they they have uh, at this point now just they've dropped these kind of crudely made slings and they've picked up absolutely destroyed like swords and daggers I think one of them like picks up a sword that uh dr goldstein you could tell should be like a long sword but it's actually just like the handle and maybe like four inches of the blade part and uh other ones have knives that are like all half melted and destroyed and that kind of thing and these uh creatures lunge at you guys who i mean, or them um i would say definitely uh Hertzle. definitely hurts but yeah, um I-
0: if i see any sort of exit out of the back door or something and i have an ability to run to it i'm doing that
1: okay so, I- I- so we could we could have you run back towards uh like back out that front door you came through or you could go through that uh that kind of way down i'm going down all right so he's going to go down we'll come back to you in a second to to make that roll what what are the other guys doing here how far away are these goblins from me? Um, I'm gonna say the room is only, like, 30 feet by 30 feet. It's pretty small, so, like, when you come in, you can absolutely just, like, just start fighting them if you want.
3: Yeah, that's definitely what I want.
1: <laughs> okay. Do you want to just attack these these uh, goblins, or do you want to, like, uh, protect your, your friend uh, Herzl?
3: No, for now, I'm gonna attack the goblins.
1: Okay, we got one guy running for the, uh, the the stairwell down below, and then another guy going to assault these goblins. How about you, David? What is Mad Mab doing? Well,
2: Mad Mab's still a uh, lizard, so oh yeah, that's right. She's. Um, a I think she's going to. Uh, I mean, lizards are normal in these parts. I think so she's going to um, maybe as this chaos is going on in this room and just like crawl around to see uh maybe like what why they're here or like if they're hiding like if they have some supplies or something we can get into.
1: Oh, it's the fact good. finding lizard mission. A fact finding lizard. All right. So this is my reconnaissance lizard. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, so let's actually do that first because we can kind of get some more information, and then uh, we can see if if uh, people can make it out of here or if these goblins kill anybody. So let's let's find some info, lizard. Thinking um. A discern realities probably. Discern reality. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, still seven. All right, so you got a seven. You get to ask one of those questions, right?
2: Yes. Um... Oh, how about who's really in control here? Ooh. Or who are... maybe not oh, the boss. Wow. The
1: boss. That's, a, that's a great question to answer. Um, yeah, you look around and you look at this level of destruction... And, um, have you been to this waste station before? Uh, sure. Okay. You know it's normally manned by, like, four or five guardsmen who usually have, uh, usually have, like, long bows and, uh, swords, that kind of stuff, like, in case there's any kind of problem. Or in case, like, there's, like, bandits or there's any trouble in this place, but, um... Yeah, these goblins would not have been able to kill those guards, let alone cause this much damage in this place. And as you're looking around, you can, uh, I think you can like see the bodies of the guards, Uh, but the bodies of the guards have been like burned. And you look at the weapons that the goblins are holding and a lot of them are like melted and burned and destroyed. And these goblins would not be able to do that basically at all um and you're like wait a minute this place is also like on its side this would have required like a fucking tornado to hit this place and also for it to light on fire or something much much kind of uh much different would have had to go on and um you realize that uh whoever's whoever had done this who was definitely not these goblins um seem like they're the ones kind of in control of the situation. I'm doing air quotes here. Um I know that it, it seems to do have something to do a lot with fire. But mm-hmm. in, in the meantime, let's see if Herzl, uh, if Herzl can get the hell out of here before some of these goblins grab him since he was the one who first ran, I'm sorry, got flung into the room
0: didn't run. I, I I entered the room against my will, but let's see. What am I
1: rolling? Dexterity? Um, yeah, I think this one could be dexterity because you're kind of trying to, like, leap away, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Twelve. Twelve. Awesome. So, yeah, you're, these goblins are, like, Wah! and they, like, kind of turn <laughs> towards you with these, like, little uh, dis- fucked-up weapons, and you're, like, See you later, shitheads! And you leap away, um, kind of into this like trap door. And, uh, since you rolled so well, uh, the thing that I'm gonna have you do is like as you leap down, you saw that there were steps kind of going down. But remember, this place is also on kind of like tilted. Okay. Um,. And as you kind of leap down, you realize that the steps, whatever that they were like normally connected to, like the rest of a staircase, it's like burned and destroyed. So you have to like kind of like you leap down this thing and have to grab on as you like look down and like the heat of this chasm, you're like, whoa, I could have fallen way farther. And you kind of look down to this, down this thing and realize that this pit, while it's like narrow, goes down really really far and towards the bottom you see like a faint red glowing Ah. and you're kind of like dangling on like holy shit that was close alright I'm not in position (laughs) so
0: down there I mean this is just a, a straight pit into something that is very far away red glowing but I mean this is just a pit basically the stairs end and I'm looking down into the chasm
1: Ooh, yeah. Let's let's come back to you on that as soon as we we deal with what uh, Dr. Goldstein is doing. We'll uh, we'll come back and have you kind of survey some more of that. Sure. So, meanwhile, Dr. Pilkus, <laughs> All right, you're there. Uh, what kind of what kind of crazy weapon does Dr. Pilkus use? Because fighters all have like a like a signature weapon. What's his What's his deal? Because this is the first time we're seeing him fight something.
3: Warhammer.
1: The traditional gastroenterologist's <laughs> weapon: a warhammer. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. With bladed edges. Um, A war hammer with bladed edges. Now, some might argue that's no longer a hammer. Those people (laughs) are wrong. They're not doctors. They don't know.
0: There's also a scope on the handle.
1: (laughs) It's got a laser sight and a silencer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Dr. Pilkus whips this massive war hammer off of his back. It has bladed edges. And um, he's just going to go to town on these... Goblins. Time
3: for your yeah. colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. What do I have to uh, two two d six? All right.
1: So this is a this is a roll called a hack and slash roll, and one of the cool things about this is you can just engage all these goblins. Like you don't have to be like I fight the one on the left. And you can just be like I fight all of them. Okay. So uh, hack and slash will just be two d six plus your strength modifier. seven seven okay cool so that means basically you're gonna to get to you this like fight takes a little bit and you and these goblins are kind of like you got you and these goblins fuck each other up a little so go ahead and roll your damage and the goblins will roll theirs yeah.
3: so uh <laughs> oh no three dude do <laughs> yep
1: Okay, So you're fighting with. Uh, I, I think this is at least, if you're cool with this, and feel free to add any flavor into this as you want. Sure. Um, the first goblin that kind of like steps up. Uh, what's the what's the badass uh, action movie catchphrase that you say as you absolutely obliterate one of these goblins?
3: It's time for your colonoscopy. <laughs> time
1: for your colonoscopy, um, and you completely destroy this uh, this small like two, two and a half foot green creature holding half of a sword Um, and then the other ones leap on you Uh, could you uh, could somebody roll 4d6 yeah I got it and you're just gonna tell me the highest result of one of the dice. Six. Six, Six. okay, but you've got armor, so you're gonna take four damage as a bunch of these goblins, the rest of the four goblins leap on you and they're clawing at you and they're trying to stab at you with weapons that are now like blunted, so it's more like they're just kind of punching you. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. can I continue so, to attack them? Um, yeah, we'll come back to that in just a second. All right, Mad Mab, the Lizard Witch. She uh, She's kind of surveying this room, and uh, Dr. Goldstein is beset by all these goblins that have just leapt upon him. Um, how are you feeling about that?
2: Um, was that last thing my last uh, hold? Or is she still a lizard?
1: Nope, you're still a lizard if you want to be.
2: Um, I feel she has no reason to... <laughs> um get in the middle of this fight
1: okay dr goldstein's handled himself like this before all right cool
2: yeah i guess going unnoticed she might just be looking around for other dangers that could happen but uh yeah especially as a lizard i don't think she's interested in fighting these goblins
1: would you be willing to spend at least uh, till the end of this fight? Would you be willing to spend your last hold to remain unnoticed in this uh, fight?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, if I spend my last hold, I just turn
1: back though. Right, but you'll well, you you remain unnoticed and then don't turn back. Essentially, does that make sense? Sure. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. Chameleon blend in. Yeah, you. Yeah, you kind of change colors to look more like the wood paneling. Um. All right. So, uh, meanwhile, slightly downstairs, uh, Herzl Quarterling is dangling from, um, a staircase. And almost imagine, like, one of those attic staircases that kind of goes down, and as you're kind of looking around and looking at what's below you, you can, like I said, see that this chasm is, like, pretty, pretty narrow. It's pretty small. You can see what, like, um... There seems to be some kind of, like, construction that was going on here, or maybe mining that was going on down in this area. You're not 100% positive. It's it's pretty warm. Is there a floor that I could get down onto, or is this just,
0: like, a straight pit? If I let go, I'm going down.
1: Hmm. Why don't you go ahead and do a discern realities roll for me? So, plus wisdom. With so, seven? seven? Awesome. Yeah. So you got a list of questions there. What is useful to me? What here is useful to me. Okay. Well you seem to want to get away from the fight with the goblins. So um this staircase that you're on had kind of gone farther around and almost like um like like on a hiking trail, like switchbacks. Okay. Had kind of gone down, but those stairs seem like they've been burned. Um there is, though, a much narrower kind of almost natural, again, almost like switchback-esque ramp that goes up. It would be way easier to just take the stairs, but those are destroyed. You could probably kind of fling yourself over there if you wanted to get absolutely away from this goblin situation. And
0: is return? Or am I swinging? Am I like putting myself out. Just gonna live in this cavern if I go out there.
1: <laughs> uh, you could probably do that, and then if everything uh, upstairs gets taken care of, kind of like fling a grappling hook or something like that to get back up. Um, It'll just take you a little while.
0: I am gonna... Is there a way for me to just kind of balance myself on the stairs and just hang there?
1: Yeah, you can just hang out there if you want.
0: Alright. I'm just gonna... Post up right there, man, and just just hang out for a sec, and just okay. see if anyone's looking for me.
1: Meanwhile, um, we see like a uh, J- Jackie Chan style. Uh, Doctor Pukas Goldstein is surrounded by goblins that are uh, trying to attack him he just going to continue trying to fight them is he going to leap down into these these steps
3: no I'm going to continue
1: no. okay <laughs> so let's go for it again another uh, hack and slash roll okay uh 12 Whoa. there we go that's a lot better so when you roll a 10 or more on a hack and slash roll you have two options one option is you can just straight up roll your damage and you and nobody touches you The other option is you can roll your damage plus an additional D6, but you'll also get hurt as well.
3: How much? It's unknown how much damage, right? It would be a roll.
1: Right. It would be a roll. Fuck it. Let's go for it. Go for it. All right. So, yeah, you're rolling your regular thing, which is a D10 plus whatever other modifiers like your weapon gives you, and then an additional D6. Okay. Okay.
3: Uh, we got seven. Seven total. Yeah. (laughs) gun.
0: All right. Well, you rolled a four and killed one before, so.
1: Yeah. So. Right. Plus one d six. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then go ahead and roll. Um. Just another. Um. We'll say this time just. Three. Uh. Three d six. What's the highest one of those? Six again. Jesus. Six again. Jesus. All right. So yeah. So you take another four. You take another four points of damage. But um, at this point, I think you've killed all but one of these goblins. Okay. Um, and there's just there's just one left. That's like. Oh, oh, oh. He kind of like looks around. Can I? Does he speak English? Can I like ask him a question? You could try. Yeah.
3: I, all right. I try to ask him. What- <laughs> trying to ask him what they're doing here now that I've murdered his
1: friends. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. I think that you can um Hmm. David, do you think that this would make sense as a parlay role where he's like, oh answer my questions kind of a thing?
3: Exactly. I'm intimidating him.
1: Okay. Cool. So go ahead and make a, uh, so when you have leverage on a GM character, I'd say you definitely do. Go ahead and roll plus charisma.
3: <laughs> two D6.
1: Yeah, two D6 plus your, your charisma modifier. Damn it. Five. <laughs> Five. Alright. Okay, you um this thing's like oh, 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 and it it leaps in the same uh leaps down the same thing that uh Matt leapt down before, that Herzl leapt through. Leapt I've through. been waiting. I'm watching for entrance. Yeah, you're 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 there. Uh, go ahead and make it defy danger to get out of the way of this goblin as it's fleeing for its life down this thing, and doesn't bowl you over. What am I rolling for? Dexterity. So again? What am I doing? It's defy danger. You could do it through dexterity. Dexterity, Seven. if you want. Seven. Seven. Okay. Cool. So. Um. Oh yeah. Here's, here's, uh, here's, here's, here's what I'm going to do with this stuff. Uh, unfortunately, and this, this is really something that hits you the most as a, a person who's most concerned about stuff. Oh, no! Um, this was the goblin, this was the goblin that had all of the things that had been like valuable at all. And you're just, as you like get out of the way, you're able to see that it's like, it's got some money, it's got some other things. And this goblin just, Plummets into this chasm, and you're like, No, I'll never know the wealth. No, no, no. I'll never know the wealth of this goblin. <laughs> I shriek it hard. Yeah. yeah, you have your uh, William Shatner moment of like, No! As this goblin, you just hear it like, <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of like, like plummets on down. But yeah, the threats of these goblins.
0: Are had uh, gold pieces that made it onto the ramp that I could collect.
1: No, they all they all sprinkled down and fell off and you had to really take the moment to to not go after them, lest you also fall down.,
0: well, I climb back up to the main floor at this point.
1: All right. So there you are, the three of you. Uh, a lizard in the corner becomes a small woman. <laughs> as, as per what the le- the legend said, um yeah so the three of you are in this room it's real fucked up there's the dead bodies of four or five goblins the dead bodies of like a similar number of guards that are also like burned nearly beyond recognition um, that I noticed I'm sorry say that again I said I'll check for valuable objects anything of value to me I think you like you go around and you're like oh shucks nothing nothing
3: I take my two health potions simultaneously.
1: <laughs> you shotgun your health potions? Yep. All right. Okay, cool. Well, I think one health potion heals you of what?
3: Only two damage, I think. No, I think and, uh, it's 10.
1: I think oh. it's 10. Yeah, so I don't think you need to take two of them. I think one will be fine.
3: All right, sounds good.
1: Cool. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, two. I thought you were just doing it as, like, I'm being a crazy glutton
3: a hungry
1: boy uh, uh, so I'm such a hungry
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so <laughs> alrighty that's his gastroenterology degree told him actually of how much health potion he can eat exactly all right so here you guys are in this absolutely kind of wrecked up um, waste station. You know that you're at the moment safe from these ornodons because the uh the geothermic like gas that kind of shoots up prevents them from getting too close. Um at Herzl Quarterling also is aware of the um like kind of stairs that had gone down below, and he knows that with some time he could get to that kind of like more natural looking trail that leads down into the uh further into the kind of chasm. He also noticed that there's uh, there was like construction going on, and to recap, Mad Mab, you are aware that like clearly these goblins did not do this. It's not capable of them doing this stuff. Especially goblins don't have fire powers.
3: Huh. Okay, is there is there anything that we down it's stairs, just <laughs> Matt knows of the stairs, though, correct? At this point, mm-hmm. I tell them nothing yet.
1: <laughs> I, I tell I shared no information yeah. with anyone.
3: Stand there look at them. I so guess uh, I the, gu- the guards are dead, right?
1: Oh yeah, you guys. It's just the three of you alone in this in this thirty foot by thirty foot room.
3: I make a. <laughs> what are you gonna do, bro? <laughs> I make a, a small necklace made <laughs> made from goblin toes that I harvest dead goblins and I give it I give it to Mad Map as a gift.
1: Okay, so uh, Doctor Goldstein is uh, in the process of uh, brutalizing these goblin corpses. <laughs> so um... I'm gonna make my. Wife- you know what? While while you're doing that. Uh, Dr. Goldstein, go ahead and roll your intelligence. Let's see what you know about goblins. (laughs) While you're like, while you're war-criming their toes off.
3: (laughs) Ends up chopping off their wieners instead of their toes. I know a lot about goblins, man. I rolled a nice uh, seven.
1: You rolled a seven. All right. You're like, like, huh, it's funny. I'm scavenging goblin parts, and goblins are scavengers. Ho-hum. And you're just cutting off their toes. Again, with a hammer, question mark?
3: (laughs) I also have a dagger.
1: Okay, with a dagger, probably makes more sense.
3: I could, I could try for the hammer. I am. <laughs> <laughs> What's
0: outside that is on the other side of this this waypoint? Like, so no,
1: this waypoint is kind of like the half is basically halfway between Jeruz Chasm, <laughs> between Jeruz Chasm and Big Chasm City. So, like, you guys would normally stop here, rest, kind of, like, talk to these guards, see what's going on. If there were other travelers coming the other way, they could tell you, like, there's a sandstorm whipping up on the other side. Careful now, boys. Like, that kind of thing. And then you would kind of continue on for an equidistant amount, basically, to Big Chasm City. So you guys could just go, huh. Well, this was interesting, and just leave if you want, but especially if you, to kind of kickstart things, if you look out I'll- the windows of this place, you could tell that the um, the construction that you're seeing seems to have been around the kind of chasm or ravine itself. It doesn't seem like they were increasing the size of this way station or adding to this way station in any way. They seem to have been doing some kind of construction or mining of the ravine or of the chasm
0: I'll let, the, I'll let the characters know that there is a uh, ramp leading down into the chasm and uh, some fresh construction down the stairs. some treasure down there. No. There's treasure. I think I saw some treasure down there.
1: Well, you know there is some treasure that went down there, but it went way down there. I don't
0: say that, Barton. I just say there's definitely some treasure
2: down there. Oh, we should try and go down. These goblins weren't working alone. Ooh. Matt, Map says it's still like a, just eating a fly. Still,
1: it's like ooh,
2: it gave me the taste being a lizard so long.
1: Yeah, you're crunching on a, like a big beetle. All right, so are we heading down? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get down. Right. I guess there's like a ramp going down into this chasm.
2: Did I finish my goblin toe necklace?
1: Yeah. So it takes a little while, but eventually, on a on a small piece of twine, um, Doctor Goldstein can add to his inventory. Oh, but you're giving it to Mad Mab. Correct. Alright, so um, if Mad Mab, if you want this, there is a goblin toe necklace.
2: I think Mad Mab is like, oh, thank you so much, it's beautiful. And then goes to um Herzl and says like uh, after um, what Dr. Goldstein turns away and just like um, Oh I think your birth I missed your birthday. Here's your present that I made for you. <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh Mad Mab, you're so generous. I pocket that shit.
1: Alright. You're like, oh these toes, delicious. Yeah, I think she like sniffs and she's like, I can't I can't eat this. Yeah. Okay. It's also it's also not been revealed that uh Herzl Quarterling is a foot fetishist as well. <laughs> and that's why he wants this toe necklace. Um all right, so if you guys kind of open this hatch, um if you just use a uh if somebody just, if anybody has adventuring gear, if you just use your adventuring gear, you could easily kind of throw a rope from the stairs to this uh, kind of like the more natural switchback trail.
3: Yeah, I have adventuring gear.
1: Cool. So the way adventuring gear works is it's pretty much just like the usual shit you would need on an adventure. Like, I need a torch, and that's just one use of the adventuring gear. I need a rope, that's one use of the adventuring gear. That kind of thing, rather than like, you guys have 40 feet of rope exactly but unfortunately, it's a 60-foot um, wall. So, but yeah, so if you just mark that you've used one of those things, you guys can easily, you don't have to make any kind of roll. You've got the time. There's no immediate threat. So, yeah, like I said, there's construction or mining that seemed to have been going on around the sides or the walls of this ravine or chasm that this thing is built above. And you guys are kind of now, like, off to the side, and there's an extremely, extremely narrow, like, you have to go one at a time and have to kind of do that awkward, like, back to the wall kind of scooching uh, situation to uh, to go, like, along this. But you can foreseeably go down into this chasm. It also is kind of steep. Um, and doing it will not be particularly pleasant. It's like, if anybody was building this, this isn't how you'd build it. That's the deal. So you guys can kind of head down into this chasm. You can kind of try to figure out more about this, uh, like, construction or um, mining that was going on. You could try to figure out more about what the hell happened to this way station.
3: I'm going. That kind of thing. Pilchus is heading in.
1: (laughs) Dr. Pilchus Goldstein is just heading on down. Yep. Yep you you're like like once more into the colon and you're heading on heading on down, okay, anybody else have a different method that they're utilizing? You could also do stuff while you're heading on down, like I said, there's no immediate dangers that you can see aside from like uh yeah, so long as you guys go slowly and carefully, you're not gonna fly off the edge of this thing and into this ravine. I'll follow him and take a look for uh any traps. That sounds good to me. Go ahead and roll your trap expert. Which I think is plus wisdom, right? It is plus dexterity. Oh, so oh, there you go.
0: Seven again. That's my roll today.
1: Alright, seven again. So Um You can ask any of those questions. Yeah, are there any traps here? If there are, any traps would activate them. So um. All right. So there are no trap. I'm gonna try to give you some information since you succeeded, and I always hate it to just go there aren't,
2: because like, yeah. I
1: think that that's boring. Um. Like, so there aren't any traps, kind of in the traditional sense. You're kind of looking over this stuff and looking at this construction, and you realize that like, oh, there were probably more people here. Than um just those guards up above. And it seems as though um all the construction that was like going down here, on down here, and all the mining wasn't actually um the purpose of it was to widen this ravine or widen this cavern or chasm, I mean. Um and it seems as though there was like an additional group of people that were trying to widen this chasm. And that's what this construction on the side is. And so you're able to kind of figure that out as you're inspecting this to see what the, uh, like, if there are traps here. So no, there are no traps. But also, you learn something about what's going on. Okay. Ooh. And as you guys kind of, like, continue forward, you see, uh, like, like, a scorched body part of another, like, human...
0: So you got any objects on them that are of value.
1: You see a like a, a severed arm, and the arm is like incredibly burned and like in, like uh, charred up. And you go reach down to grab it, and you pick up a. It has a ring on it, and the ring is a little bit fucked up. But if one of you guys kind of looks it over real good, you could probably figure out what's going on. All right, checking it out. All right, so. That's probably, whoever's doing that, it's probably more of an intelligence role for you to kind of consult what you know about the designs on this ring.
2: All right, here we go. That would be Dave.
0: I'm not giving up the golden ring that I'm holding. Not a chance.
1: <laughs> I got fucking seven again. You got seven again. Dude, I... All right. I'll roll everything <laughs> else. So, you look at it and you see... um uh you're like, huh this ring has like little engravings of uh like uh what what what's the term like high school stone, like stone tool, stone cutters tools yeah whatever pretty good <laughs>
0: I point yeah, I'll point that out and just pocket it
1: okay so. And then I imagine one of you unceremoniously tosses the arm into the chasm.
0: Yeah, I kind of just toss it over my shoulder. The arm. And I say, there are stonecutter tools on this ring, and then I throw it right
1: in my pocket. Alright. Okay. So, as a heads up, this... Like I said, this uh, thing that you're going down is, like, very steep. And, uh... Hmm. I don't think I don't want to make you guys make just another defy danger roll. No, fuck it. This is a this is a defy danger roll. Alright, so you guys are you guys run into the situation that like this thing is very, very steep and very narrow. And you would say to yourself, like, if anybody was building like a ramp, they wouldn't build it at this insane angle without building some kind of handrail or like steps or something like that. Um It's not natural. It looks more natural. Uh, It doesn't look like it's completely carved out with tools. It almost looks like it's carved out by like feet trudging on it. You know how like natural paths form? Um, I guess they're not natural, how like over time foot trails form. So it seems kind of more like that, but this would be so difficult for people to kind of like trudge up and down that this is nuts. So it's very, very difficult for you guys to go through this. So I think I'm gonna have to have you guys make a defy danger roll to kind of continue along on this.
3: I rolled an eleven. So <laughs> in the
0: lead
1: of this, so behind him, we're gonna Ooh. for what? Okay, so I think I think we've got a few ways that we could try to do this. You guys could rely on your, like, dexterity to just kind of, like, make sure you're very well balanced. It's also, as you're going down deeper into this geothermal canyon, chasm, whatever the fuck it's called, it's also getting hotter. So it's, like, pretty tough. So you could use constitution to be like, I'll just tough it out. I'm not going to get... I uh, no sweat.
3: Either way, with the modifier for me, it would be
1: a 12. Cool. So, yeah, so Dr. Pilkus Goldstein is, like... Not a problem. <laughs> I rolled a five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Mad Mab?
2: So are the walls of this, um, are they like mined or is it more natural, like
1: rough? It's, nat- it's natural. Like
2: mountain?
1: Yeah. So it's natural kind of rough stone, but it's very steep. Like it's almost like a vertical wall. Well then, perfect climbing uh, surface for a rock squirrel, right? You want to try to turn into a rock squirrel to climb along on this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, warrior, go for it.
2: It's uh, another... Uh,
1: exactly what I rolled last time. Almost perfect. Uh, 13. 13, all right. So you're like... Uh, you guys... Um, Herzl Quarterling th- flings this thing behind him, and he, like, is like, oh, shit, I'm gonna hit uh, Mad Mab in the face. And as he looks, he turns around, there's just a squirrel, like, right in front of him. And, uh, so he misses with this, again, severed human arm. Uh, <laughs> but the the shock of <laughs> the shock of a squirrel being so close to him after, uh, I don't know, maybe he had a child run in with a squirrel or something like that. Um... Uh, as you guys are going down, like, uh, Herzl, I think, kind of, like, loses his footing and he kind of does the, like, whoa, shit, and um... (coughs) I think you guys are able to, like, grab him and prevent him from falling, but as you do that, like, you knock over a whole bunch of, uh, like, just a whole bunch of, like, rock and rubble and dirt and that kind of stuff, like, falls down and tumbles down and makes a bunch of noise. And as you kind of hear that, you uh, you hear kind of like off in the distance, and it's pretty dark down here, so it's like tough to see too far ahead of you. There's like a faint glow from down below, and like there is the light from up above. But as you're getting farther along, you kind of hear movement coming up this uh, coming up these uh, kind of switchback trails to meet you. And uh, something's, something's approaching.
3: Can I... Are there? Is there any rubble or debris on this path that we're walking?
1: I mean, you could kind of dig at some of the dirt or pick up some rocks or something like that, sure. I'm looking for some rocks.
3: So I can just pick up a handful of, of rocks. All right. <laughs> and I... Curl them as hard as I can towards the noise
1: okay and you hear like like, like some kind of weird language um, but like uh, now those noise those those sounds uh, are coming towards like towards you and you su- soon see uh, at first kind of like glowing eyes uh, kind of like marching up this thing towards you guys and now it's it's not just it's certainly not just one thing it's several things.
3: Do we know what language they're speaking? Or
1: recognize them? Ooh, um, if somebody would want to make a... What the hell is it called? It's an intelligence roll. What is it? Spout lore, that's the term. If somebody would want to do a spout lore roll, they could probably figure out what this is. Whoever's the most intelligent?
3: She's probably our
2: squirrel friend. It's a squirrel.
1: Uh, it's not an animal, is it? Um... It, uh, you could probably, if you spend one of your things, you could probably tell something about it.
2: Well, if it is an animal, I, I can recognize it uh, oh. as one of my moves,
1: but okay, if it's not, else. then I'll spend No, it is, it is not. It is not an animal. It seems to be some kind of intelligent being.
2: Sure, then I'll, I'll use my, my squirrel sense, of course, to pick up these different...
1: Mm-hmm. cool. Uh
2: Cool. ...languages.
1: So- Sure. So, I think you can tell something about it more so than, like, like, like with by the power of squirrels, I can speak all languages. Um, you kind of, like, sniff the air some and make that, like, noise that squirrels make. And, uh, maybe you can see in the dark a little bit better than these other guys as a squirrel. And, um, I don't know if squirrels can see in the dark.
0: But right. Squirrels. <laughs> yeah
1: um but yeah you are able to t- there's like these um there's like half a dozen of these squat um almost like dwarf sized like humanoids kind of trudging up and uh they have kind of like burnished uh, like uh, like bronzy skin their uh their skin they they smell of uh they smell of like burned like metal they smell of um like dirt and uh like sulfur and they uh as you as they kind of like approach you closer uh they seem to like raise up uh flaming uh flaming weapons and um yeah you're not yeah that's that's the deal that's what you can pick up from your squirrel sense you can kind of see that before anybody else.
0: <laughs> Your squirrel sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. My squirrel senses are tingling. Yeah. How how many nuts are they carrying on them? Yeah, you, you you don't you don't smell nuts specifically, they're not, but uh they're human pets. Yeah. Two each. Each each has perhaps a pair of perhaps a pair of testicles. We're not sure. <laughs> they would call them. Dude, snag- so
3: we still have no idea what these creatures are, what language they're speaking. No, so, none of that is.
1: Well, we tried to we we tried to use squirrel scent squirrel senses to pick this up, and so I think he can see that kind of beforehand. Um, if and if he wants to like relay that to you guys, and you guys want to go for any kind of like action based on that, you can. Otherwise, we're gonna say that these things like are upon you guys very soon.
2: Oh sure, she she will for oh. sure do the uh like chittering universal noise for oh there's some metal smelling dwarf creatures that are coming up the ramp they seem mean they have burning weapons but in you know chairs and chirps
1: okay so can other I people know. understand you when you're a squirrel
2: yeah just as much as other people can understand squirrels i think so 100
1: percent. Yeah. So you you've been working with Herzl uh, for a while on your scheme. So let's say that he can under he he can <laughs> figure that out. He's like, oh, got it. That's squirrel for there are these uh, people that kind of seem like they have like metal on them and they have flaming weapons. So he kind of describes sure. that as well. So no know, nuts, no, and they have or no the nuts. nuts. Yeah, it's a lot of nut talk. Um, but Her- Herzl, would you want to go ahead and make a, uh, intelligence roll again and see if you can uh, figure anything out about these critters?
0: Oh, uh, eight. I don't know if that's going to help me at all.
1: An eight. Okay. So I'll say like, based on that, you're like, oh, I've heard stories about, uh, creatures that live down in these, uh, caverns before. And, uh, I thought they were stories about like, like fire ghosts or that kind of thing. Seems like they're real. I think they were called Magmen.
3: Oh, shit. Uh,
0: I look at uh, Squirrel Woman
2: and say, uh, should we
0: get out of here?
1: Uh, Did I get a sense of how many there were? Um, you, You were able to see there's at least like half a dozen of them.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: get back easily because you said we'd have to, like, organize some sort of grappling
1: hook before to get back to the stairs. Well, you guys set up, like, a rope to get over to the place, so I think you guys could get up there, but this ledge is kind of a pain in the ass, so you'll probably have to make some kind of roll to outrun these folks if that's the game plan. I'll say, uh... Well, our mission is just to get, like, food, right? Yeah, your mission is to go and get food from, uh, the big big chasm city. Yeah, hummus, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so she's, like... Let's get out of here. Okay, cool. So go ahead and make a. Uh, you guys are going to have to do a defy... Sure,
2: like, exactly zero
1: acorns. Mm-hmm. We just there's nothing of value here. There's no there's no acorns, um, but like I said, this ledge is extremely narrow, and very very steep. And going back up is now almost going to be is just as difficult as it was coming down. The other thing is Mad Mab. You can see that these creatures they're magmen. They do not have that problem at all. They're kind of like trudging up at normal pace. Um, And you guys are going to really have to strain yourselves to get out of here. And so I think this would either be a dexterity, strength, or constitution defy danger. Unless you have another way that you do it.
3: Yeah. All right. I'm going to grab the squirrel, and the <laughs> quarterling.
1: And throw them both at the magma.
3: <laughs> and pick them up, and because I'm the strongest, what? and more than likely I have the highest constitution as well, I will start sprinting. What? Instead of wasting time with a quarterling and a squirrel.
1: Okay, well, I'll say <laughs> you you can definitely do that with the squirrel and there won't be any kind of like uh, repercussions for that but to pick up uh, Herzl and also do this I think is going to be pretty tough um, so I'll say that uh, why don't we have you guys still both make this roll and uh, we'll see how they interact with one another in the fiction of it right is that everybody's plan is to get the fuck back upstairs
0: yeah I think so okay Alright, I rolled successfully without Jake, so uh, I hope he doesn't successfully pick me up, because I got no. a 10. I got a 7. You got a 7? With my mom. Yeah, okay. I got a 10. Cool. I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here without Jake and the squirrel.
1: Alright, so I think that... Uh... Okay, here's here's the deal with this. You guys are going to be able to kind of, like, get Scurry back up and out of here... Um, but you've got to, you're going to lose something. And I think it's specifically something of, um, Dr. Dr. Pilkus's uh, Pilchus Goldstein steams. So what's, what's something that you lose and keep in mind, you guys already lost all your rations. <laughs> no, you ate them all. That's what it was. <laughs> so do you, I have will lose. Of, do you have more of like your dungeon, dungeoneering equipment or whatever it is? Yeah, I do. So that's an easy thing if you're like, oh shit, I gotta like while you're trying to pick him up, you're trying to wrestle a quarterling and a squirrel, and like uh your your the shit on your belt falls falls down. And you're like, <laughs> leave it, go go go.
3: I have uh antitoxin <laughs> as well. Hey, could also lose
1: that. Yeah, I'd say that's that's something that you could lose as you're you're picking this up. It just it it shatters on your side, and you're like, oh shit. You think you wet yourself for a second? Is that what we're going with? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so you guys, you're able to get back up um, and kind of get to this rope. And as you see, um, uh, as you kind of are climbing up this rope, whoever's the last one of you kind of, like, climbing up into the... um, the waystation, uh, the magmen, like, one of the magmen points, like, a hammer towards you and says, like, like, Stay out from under the earth, humans. Or it doesn't say humans, because two of you, one of you is a squirrel and one is clearly not human, because he's like a foot and a half tall. So, instead he'll say, like, Stay out from under the earth, surface dwellers. Uh
3: um are they directly below our rope
1: now? Um Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say directly be- below the rope, but uh they've kind of chased you up this thing and I don't think they're following you up the rope. Oh, okay. So you guys are back in this way station. You can keep looking down at them if you want. Um, but pretty quickly you see that they um I'm
0: gonna throw they start like list. I'm gonna throw the t- there.
1: You're throwing the toe necklace?
0: Yeah, at them.
1: Oh my god, how did you know that their only weakness is toes? Okay, so you you fling the are are you trying to accomplish a particular thing of just like like a fuck you here are toes, or like are you trying <laughs> to are you trying to insult them? What's what's the game plan here with these toes?
0: <laughs> just kind of coaxing them up our way to the surface, seeing if they are gonna come up and through that narrow entrance that we can hopefully just have Jake be smashing their heads in as they're coming
1: up. Okay. Um, hmm. So you whip the, this toe necklace at them. Go ahead and make a go ahead and make another discern realities roll for me. We'll see if you can find some additional information out here based on their reaction to a toe necklace being thrown at them.
0: Uh, this so, is, A sentence this I didn't is. think I'd have to say. Seven, seven.
1: You got a seven again. God damn it, Matt. Okay.
0: Seven.
1: So. <laughs> I'm getting, making it hard.
0: Consequences. <laughs> yeah,
1: get you down to Atlantic City with these sevens. All right. So. Okay. So what? What's the? What's the question among the discern realities questions that you want to ask?
0: No, I don't really have any any real objective out of those, man. Just gonna chuck this toe necklace at them.
1: Sure. If you um, could ask a question that's not on there, what would you ask?
3: Uh, how you like them toes, bitch?
1: <laughs> Jake, stop reading your tattoo. <laughs> uh,
0: Is there anything valuable on them? Cool. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's, like, so, she, uh, no. the... House. Like gold or anything like that.
1: Oh, ab- okay. That's absolutely a question. What's one of the questions? One of the questions is what's useful or valuable to me. And if you're thinking uh, yeah. it's what's valuable to you is it's literally just worth money. Um, the magmen, when you look at their, like the armor that they're wearing, the armor that they're wearing seems like particularly sturdy. And if you've like, if, if, uh, Herzl is like friends with dwarves, it's like almost like fits the kind of like stereotype of dwarves, like making really, really like impressive armor and weapons and so the stuff that they're holding seems really like like of incredible quality. And um soon he's able to see that these uh these magmen, they don't come up the rope at all. Um I think one of them grabs the grabs the rope and then touches like the his its let's go with its flaming hammer to the rope. And so it kind of like ignites and kind of flops down limply. He needs a little. Halfling juice. Uh, but then I think like, I the, st- <laughs> the struts of this uh, way station, they kind of like just start wailing on these uh, with these weapons. And this thing's already kind of fucked up. And it seems like this may um, pretty soon just drop into this chasm. And you guys are going to have to get the fuck out of here.
3: Am I still in possession of the squirrel?
1: <laughs> yes, you're still in possession of the squirrel. And I'll say that you guys, it takes long enough where if nobody wants to do anything else related to these magmen or this way station, you guys can get out of here if you want. But if you're trying to do anything else, it's going to be, uh, you're going to have to make some kind of roll to get out of here safely.
3: I'll run.
1: I'll, I put the squirrel down and run actually these magmen are like wailing on the struts or the supports that are holding up this thing above this ravine they're going to destroy those and like bring this down into the ravine um, you guys can just if you want to if you're totally done in this way station if you're totally done with these magmen you can get out of there if you want to do anything else related to them or the way station or anything like that you're going to have to probably make a roll to get out so that's kind of the, the stakes that you're dealing with we get out safely. So, I know uh, Matt and Jake said that they're down to just get the hell out of there. Is uh, Mad Mab also down to just leave? Yeah, didn't you hear her squirrel chittering before? She said Uh, to leave. No acorns, who cares? No acorns, we're out. Alright, so, yeah. You guys kind of, like, get out of this thing. And um, you're standing kind of on like the edge of this uh, ravine, watching this thing slowly kind of like shake and fall into this ravine. And uh, pretty soon, it kind of plummets down like a significant distance. And the magmen like yell up like, Stand
3: out.
1: and like kind of broken in a broken version of like the common tongue. So yeah, oh, that's real.
0: Yeah,
1: you guys are standing at like the cusp or the the precipice of this uh, ravine, and um, you now realize, uh oh, shit. We never rested, and now we got to make our way across the kind of the wasteland, all the way to Big Chasm City. Thanks, folks, for joining us here on This American Dice Presents Dungeon World, Mission to Big Chasm City, Episode 1, part of our Cousins Edition. Players for this game included David as Mad Mab the Half-Witch, Jacob as Dr. Pilchus Goldstein, and Matt as Herzl Quarterling. Austin was your Dungeon Master. Dungeon World is a game by Adam Kobold and Sage of the Torah, if I'm saying that correctly. Music for this episode included Land of a Folk Divided, and Remember the Way, both by Midair Machine, and Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Pernier and Miloslav Kolar. Join us next week for another exciting episode of Dungeon World, here on This American Dice.
3: How you like them toes, bitch? <laughs> <laughs>